Do you ever get tired of the same old boring news? Do you ever wish the news was very nearly funny? I know we did. Hi, I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. And that's why we created Anchor Persons. A news podcast. For people who hate the news. By people who hate the news. Every week, we lampoon the laughable thing that journalism has become. We make up facts about your home state. We break stories on the latest in food crime. We take two completely unrelated things and figure out how they're connected. And we keep you informed on the emotional weather. Find Anchor Persons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or a completely different podcatcher that you prefer. Will you laugh? No. But will you be informed? Also no. Anchor Persons, the only news podcast hosted by persons. Subscribe today! Me neither. <laughs> okay, let's not pretend. Let's not do that then. Hello. Hi. Welcome to brought to you by the letter. Oh, I was hoping you keep going. Y'all ready for this? Okay. Well, what an intro. What is up? I feel like I haven't seen you in a million years, even though it's been one whole week i think yeah uh busy week yesterday was my four-year anniversary with my boyfriend oh he's so cute did you guys it's a long time yeah he surprised me on saturday we went to lancaster and surprised me with a really yummy dinner and Mm. then a comedy stand-up comedy show (gasps) That's so fun. Have you ever heard of Chris Gethard? I think I might have told you about him. I think I have heard of him. He um, has a podcast called Beautiful Anonymous where he basically like 30 minutes or however long before he records, he gives a phone number and then people call and it's like completely anonymous and they can talk about anything and it's like really, really interesting and good. And he's very... um, He's very like emo like he's very like emotional like he's a comedian but he talked they talk about a lot of deep shit like, deep heavy stuff and his HBO special I definitely told you about his HBO special I don't remember what it's called but it's like about mental health and it's like his mental health journey and it's very interesting and he's from New Jersey dang um very very good it was really good so if it's like dark mental health shit then i'm there for it yeah but it's very good it's a it's the his whole journey like i really love stand up stuff that's like a story you know like telling a story as well as jokes and making it funny yeah it's like another level of storytelling that i think is really cool yeah so that's what that's what we did for our anniversary it was lovely nice that's awesome yeah well i was really boring this week and um i was like an old married couple with Kyle, and we have officially started an, a new morning routine. Yay! We are walking. Uh, we are walking Carly. <laughs> yes, <We> are, please. <laughs> we are walking Maggie three times a day. Wow. Boom, boom, boom. We are getting up at six thirty every morning. Boom, boom, boom. Even on the weekends? No, eight thirty okay, on the good. weekends. Kyle was like six thirty, and I was like, "If you think I'm going to get up at six <laughs> thirty every day, no, no." 
too yeah. much. I wake up every day at 6.30. That's as psycho. Well. well, that's what you're doing. <laughs> you just, every day every day no 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 not oh not you on just the said every day i'm sorry monday through friday <laughs> 6 30 i apologize yeah but yeah. weekend i let yeah, myself apologize i let myself go i just rot Whenever. in bed until the spirit awakens me wow the spirit moves me that would give me so much anxiety what like to not have an alarm or anything no no alarm but but i love sleeping like We've known oh, each other since too. we were teenagers, and I think, like, when we would have sleepovers, you would be, like, wide awake, like, staring at me, like, waiting for me to wake up when we would have sleepovers, oh I'm gosh, pretty sure. don't tell them about that. I'm but then, kidding. also, here's another sleepover tip with Carl and Kels. You, we would be talking at night, and you would fall asleep in the middle of telling me a story. Like, oh yeah, it's happened more than once, people, I'm telling you, and she, she would be like... And then, and I'm like, and then what, Kelsey? And then what? Oh, sorry, I just fell asleep. I'm like, oh my god. I would do. I do that still. Actually, Kyle and I have like full blown conversations with That's each other. Actually, really cool. I really like that. Yeah, but like, you don't know what you agree to. <laughs> so, should we like officially introduce our pod though? Oh yeah, we got a little carried away at the beginning. Yeah, sure. Welcome to Brought to You by the Letter with Carly and Kelsey. I'm Carly. And I'm Kelsey. And we're two besties that talk about everything from Alpha to Zeta. <laughs> Switching it up there with some Greek alphabet. All right. It's Greek to me. It's all Greek to me. Each week, Carly and I will trade off who's telling each other or who's teaching mm-hmm. the like other person. We like to teach and we like to learn. Yes. And this is a safe space. Like, we are so down with learning and growing and moving forward. And if we mess up, that's okay. It's not a big Mm -hmm. deal. We're all in this together. We're all working through it. If we pronounce multiple words wrong, you know, that's just how the words will be. 2021, year of acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know what I'm going to talk about this week? Yes, I would love to. So you said you think it's one of two things, right? Yes. Should I tell the folks at home what I hope or think or want it to be? Yes. Okay, that means one of them is right. Or that I can throw it in your face on not live podcasting. Okay. So I want it to be either nightmares or nudists. Okay thinking it might be nightmares because we've been doing a lot of brain talk recently we've been doing a lot of like deep thoughts yes you believe that there are galaxies inside of everyone and so do i so i'm like a nightmare is just a galaxy last episode i talked about how dreams could be real potentially according to quantum physics quantum physics so you know maybe we're just continuing that thought but the reason i think it might be nudists is because that's just kind of interesting and strange so (laughs) so let me just preface by saying i started researching one thing Uh uh-huh and then i switched as you do as i'm not even surprised does my face look surprised no but i really thought i was gonna go ham on this one like i was pretty well into it we'll say i was gonna do nasa oh okay because space universes that freaks and more once again universes that are larger than a human larger than multiple humans yes very very true so I was doing that, but it was just like way too technical and boring. Like 
there's really cool aspects, but I didn't want to do just like the, you know, the explosions and like. Oh, that would know. scare me. Yeah, it just felt like it was going to get really sad. So I changed course. Mm-hmm. Nudity. Yay! Brought to you by the letter N. Nudity. Nudity. So not nudism, but nudity. No. You'll get into it. I'll get into it. As we say, I think you're going to be educated. This is not a triple X situation. We're talking evolution. We're talking dick pics. We're talking. (laughs) We're talking other things. We're talking fashion. We are talking. I'm so excited. All right. Can I just tell you one thing? I'm going to tell you. So I play. (laughs) So I play. (laughs) So. So. I believe it's actually in Pennsylvania, like central PA somewhere. I could be wrong. There is a yearly volleyball tournament at a nudist camp. And it is a naked volleyball tournament. But what happens if your nips get on the sand and then the stuff in the hurt? They play on every surface. They play on sand. They play on grass. They play on fucking. Don't tell me they play on concrete. Uh No. I've seen pictures. Oh, so the website. So I I should have really. I mean, I didn't know you were doing this, but there is this camp is a nudist camp. Like it is a thing. And they host a volleyball tournament. And people that I know who play like in this area, I've know of people who go to that. And it's just extremely. I mean, listen, I love volleyball. I don't know if I would ever play it naked, though. Yeah. That just seems like next level. A lot of flopping, a lot of a lot of movement that I. Yeah. You're already moving a lot. Yeah. This is the thing. I totally hear you. I don't know if I would want. Yeah. my shit flailing around no because that's what would happen it would be flailing it would be flailing yeah. but All it would be like flaps. having two extra arms oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god okay so that's my yes. nudist that's slash nudity story that's story. that's your experience with nudity i guess yeah <laughs> sure sure oh my gosh I'm such that's a the lot. only time i've ever even thought of no i'm kidding okay Please continue. Oh, I will. And just so you know, it's not a lot of current stuff. It's actually a lot about the past. I love doing history stuff for some reason. Nice. Yeah. So let's get into it. Nudity brought to you by the letter N. Yeah. 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 Nudity is a state of being in which a human is not wearing clothing and specifically is not covering the genitals. Mm. Think back way back. Let's go to the time where our brains were forming okay way back baby no 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 adam and eve cavemen oh okay all right got it you with me i'm there prehistoric beasts got it got it i look so i look so good right now dude the way that my forehead is yeah you look good (laughs) the way that my eyebrows are oh oh, you're talking about as a caveman yes yes a cave woman okay so Two evolutionary processes are significant in human appearance. The first thing is that early hominids gradually went from being covered in fur to being effectively hairless, marking the biological evolution of modern humans. Whoa. Less hair and an increase in sweat glands made it easier for our bodies to cool down so that when we moved from shady areas to the open savanna, we were able to regulate our own temperature. Cool. They have a cool (laughs) exhibit on the early types of humans at the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. And you can take a picture of your face and then put it over (gasps) like one of these early human types. I want to see what I would look like. (laughs) 
but it's it's pretty interesting i highly recommend if you're local check out the smithsonian, the smithsonian. it's only like really famous and i'm for you know i don't know if you've ever heard of it have you heard of it have you heard of the smithsonian anthropologist and paleobiologist nina jablonski believes that the ability to dissipate excess body heat through sweating helped us dramatically enlarge our brain our Whoa. brain is the most temperature sensitive human organ whoa so carly yes you know how you love to quiz me for some reason yes! when i know nothing about a subject that I, you're about to teach but me i'm about? excited to be quizzed <laughs> okay well i'm gonna ask you what you think okay so this is pure speculation but why do you think that men are traditionally more hairy than women <laughs> is this a trick question no i'm up for real evolutionary why okay so it is a known fact that due to evolution dude evolution due to evolution oh due to evolution women are the people who bear the child and evolutionary men are supposed to spread their seed far and wide that is Mm -hmm. the thing so i think it has to do something with that in the sense that the part of the woman's brain that is more nurturing and stuff for some maybe that like how you were saying with the brain or whatever maybe that's why women have less hair whereas men don't need to use that part of the brain so that's why they're hairier i don't fucking know men don't need to use the like sensitive part of their yeah. brain i mean <laughs> listen oh my gosh okay well you were Close, actually. Good. Good guess. Thank you. Based on evolution. Based on evolution. (laughs) The mother-child attachment and the importance of skin-to-skin contact may be a possible explanation for why women are traditionally less hairy than men. Wow. Because baby, mama, baby mama. So it does have a little bit of to do with Kind of. You were kind of close. Thank you great job thank you the need to cover our body became increasingly more important as humans migrated from the tropics into climates that were way more extreme aka needed protection from the sun heat or dust Mm -hmm. or from the cold and rain Mm -hmm. next came the cultural evolution of adornments and clothing which marked the end of the neolithic period aka the final period of the stone age dates back to 10,000 to 4500 bc got it thus marks the beginning of civilization whoa okay so clothing and adornment such as body modification body painting or jewelry became a symbolic communication that marked a person's membership in their society Mm -hmm. thus nakedness in everyday life meant being at the bottom of the social scale however removing clothing while engaging in manual labor and bathing was still commonplace if clothing got in the way of you doing a task Mm -hmm. you didn't necessarily wear clothing right And nudity in depictions of deities and heroes indicates that there are further meanings within that, such as fertility, strength, purity. I'm sure you took art history. Remember the Venus? Yep. She's well endowed. And she's naked. And she's naked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In ancient Egypt, in the early dynastic period, both men and women were bare chested and barefoot and wore skirts called shenti, which evolved from loincloths and resembled more modern belts. Hmm. laborers might be nude while doing tasks such as fishing or doing laundry in the river and children would most likely go without clothing till puberty that's kind of the laundry thing is funny because like whenever i do a load of laundry i look at what i'm wearing right now and i'm like 
should I take this off and also wash it? I'm doing, you know what I mean? <laughs> you it's, know what I mean? It's an evolutionary process that has really with us is. for many, many years. It yes. really is. Only women of upper classes wore like long, drapey dresses that came just to above or below the breast. So it was still cool wow. at that time. Wow. It was not until later periods, 1550 to 1069 BC, that servants in the households of the wealthy began wearing more refined dress. And then, therefore, the wealthy people in the house went up another step, more dress, more adornment. Gotcha. So this is generally started out as a depiction of status. You know what's so interesting? Like, okay, so you earlier explained the difference between civilization and the Neolithic period literally was like when you adorn yourself. But I guess I'm just like want to meet the person or no, not meet, obviously, but like who did it first and everybody else was like hey that They're looks like, good oh <laughs> yeah oh, oh, oh like cool. you know what i yeah. mean it's just so like it was the first trendsetter for real it was literally the first trendsetter oh my god it was the first pinterest board <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> it's the first tattoo probably too. yeah true La- yeah like the markings that some indigenous cultures have today oh, yeah. are so crazy and like beautiful and you're just like wow that's so I know. it's so yeah. interesting it's yeah like a different who, kind of body modification exactly or, and, and clothing almost yeah essentially in ancient greece male nudity was celebrated to a greater degree than any other culture wow. before or since wow so <laughs> the status of freedom maleness privilege and physical virtues were asserted by discarding everyday clothing for athletic nudity. I'm telling you, that must have been a bomb ass Olympics. Yeah. Woo woo. I feel like I feel <laughs> yeah. like I remember learning about the Pantheon and shit. Yeah. And like they all were naked when they yeah. did all this. I just want to know shit. about the chafing situation. Like that's what Ugh. I'm most concerned about. Yeah, man. Like yeah. I need spandex. I'm sorry. And you know that like they don't got ointments for their chubby they might. chafe. Oh yeah, they well they might have they might put like powder there. Yeah, you know this is way too much. <laughs> Anyways, Owie. so the naked body at this time was considered beautiful and was associated with the power of the gods, and often it would become a ritual costume. So like it's considered dressing up hmm. without dressing up. Cool, interesting, right? So there's a bunch of naked dudes working out, right? <laughs> and <laughs> that's one way to put it that that's the only way i think i know how to put it but generally concepts of shame or offense or social discomfort would come from onlookers sometimes let me explain okay polybius asserts that the celts typically fought naked and this is what he said the appearance of these naked warriors was a terrifying spectacle for they were all men of splendid physique and in the prime of their life and i was like that doesn't sound terrifying to me at all. <laughs> Polybus sounds like a total nerd. <laughs> or? Yeah, Damn it, they're so splendid. <laughs> they're they're in the, the prime pro- of their lords. It's sweet, sweet. It's, it's terrifying. It's <laughs> terrifying. Anyways, I, mean, I just hey. thought that was like a hilarious tidbit. Yeah, that's, like, that's okay. amazing. That was in Greece. In Rome, however, they did not engage in athletic nudity at all and public nudity was associated with homoeroticism there you go and i'm gonna explain what that is homoeroticism is the sexual attraction between members of the same sex either male male or female female 
The concept differs from the concept of homosexuality. Oh. It refers specifically to the desire itself, which can be temporary, whereas homosexuality implies a more permanent state of identity or sexual orientation. Wow, they were so ahead of their time. Yeah, but they were just like, I just want to have sex with this person. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, I'm going back to my normal life now, I guess. Wow. Weird, right? That's so interesting. The Romans were like way more prudish. Right. And like they were very concerned with being feminine. Hmm. Yeah. They would wear togas to distinguish the body of an adult male instead of being naked. And look how well that turned out. Now a bunch of like boy childs wear togas (laughs) at toga parties. So... (laughs) Hope you're really proud of yourself, Rome. Oh, Chad. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways, oh. hashtag toga parties. Oh, Never my forget. God. This one bar in the town I live in was having like a toga night because they were playing. What the fuck's that like 70s movie where they're like toga, toga, Animal House or whatever mm-hmm. at the movie theater across the street. And my friends and I showed up and no, but in togas, we didn't see the movie. We just went to the bar nobody else did we were the only ones in togas awkward and togas are hot especially if they're like an entire sheet oh you're not saying like sexy you're saying like warm oh yeah they're yes they're warm so (laughs) that's the only time i've ever worn a toga personally i don't think i've ever done a full toga i've been to a party where i dressed like athena-esque anyways we're about to get really sad now negative connotations of nudity were associated with defeat in war since captives were stripped and sold into slavery. So slaves for sale were often displayed naked to allow buyers to inspect them for defects and to symbolize that they lacked the right to control their own bodies, which is Mm. terrible. Yeah. One exception to this rule was Roman baths, which had many social functions, such as welcoming visitors or extending dinner parties. Like, hey, Jim, that was amazing sea bass. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. What do you say we head down to the bathhouse and just be naked together? Take a dip. Take a dip. Like, what? Wow. There's this, like, shittiness around being naked already in Rome. At the same time, though, record scratch. Fasinus, which was a deity in Roman culture, was worshipped as the protector of sorcery, witchcraft, envy, and the evil eye. And you'll never guess how it was depicted. Would you like to take a guess? Was he a giant dick? He was a giant dick, often with wings. Are you serious? I'm fucking serious. (laughs) And, okay, listen, hold on. It was supposed to have powers to ward off malevolent supernatural forces. Holy shit. It appears frequently in archaeological remains in the form of wind chimes, lamps, pendants, rings, and relief carvings. So I'm scrolling through this article on Wikipedia and I see a fucking rock with a dick drawn on it. And it literally (laughs) reminds me like I'm scrolling through dick carvings in Pompeii over here and large penises with fucking centaur legs ejaculating into the evil eye. And I'm like, it it just reminds me of like super bad when he has that dick drawing problem. Like they're just drawing dicks everywhere. Look, look. Exhibit A. Does it look like a child just drew that? Oh, my God. It literally looks like that's the traditional, like, two circles and a long thing. Then there's, like, these. This is a centaur dick with a dick ejaculating into an eye. Oh, my God. 
Whole that one's the most upsetting that I've ever seen. Okay, that I'm gonna show you this page because the amount of dicks that I've looked at that are ancient dicks apparently is like a lot. I was crying going through this. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? With wings. Carly wing dicks with wings. Listen, I when I rolled up here, I never thought we would be going right? where we I, are. I tell you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm Girl. flummoxed. As I, they know. Say. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> know. It was Fuck. it was a trip, let's say. We'll say Holy it's a trip. Holy shit. So, right. So they're like super paranoid about seeming feminine, right? And they don't want anybody to see them naked. But they got dicks everywhere. But they got a bunch of dicks all over the place. And also, this was the other thing. In Roman art, they would feature nudity in mythological scenes. And sexually explicit art appeared on, like, ordinary-ass objects. Like, serving vessels, lamps, mirrors, art collections in wealthy homes. Like, keep your story straight, Rome. Sounds like you kind of want to be into nudity. Right. Right. Wow. And isn't that weird? Yeah. So they're just like, we don't want to see nude people, but we're going to have sexually explicit art. Not even just like naked people. Right. We're going to have people Not a reclining doing it nude. on grandma's vase. Yeah. Shit. Vase. Excuse me. <laughs> That's so funny. So anyways, I don't even know what to say. Okay. I'm sure y'all saw the title of this when you clicked on it. So needless to say, it's a little bit not safe for work. Okay, let's continue. Don't be blasting this in your cubicle at... Oh, I hope not. So let's move <laughs> forward a little bit and let's move on to different areas of the world. Okay. In India around 300 BC, Indian mysticists utilized naked asceticism, which is extreme self-discipline in order to avoid all forms of indulgence, a.k.a. rejecting worldly attachments, also clothing. Mm -hmm. In China, as early as the 4th century BC, nudity was presented as an affront to human dignity and reflected the belief that humanness in Chinese society is not innate but earned by correct behavior. Therefore, it could kind of, like, degrade you as a human. This part I love. However... Nakedness could be used by an individual to express contempt for others in their presence, <laughs> which is just like, wait, I fucking hate you. Here's this all remi- of my shit for you to see. This reminds me of our exorcism episode where you can accidentally, like, you could accidentally, like, disturb a spirit and then get possessed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's the same it's kind like, of like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Jim. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, my goodness. So in Japan, nudity in mixed gender public baths were common up until the 19th century. Oh, wow. And for 2000 years up until the 1960s, it was a Japanese tradition for women divers who are known as ama to collect seaweed and shellfish wearing only loincloths. Wow. And at that time, it wasn't weird either because like women farmers and farmers in general would be bare-breasted to work in the summer. So it wasn't a big deal. Let's park the car (laughs) next to the fall of the Western Roman Empire in 476 CE. Okay. Okay, So this is where we're at. This is when the rise of Christianity took place. Mm -hmm. And with that came the association of nakedness and shame and sexuality. Early Christians inherited the norms of dress from Jewish traditions. The only time that public nudity wasn't frowned upon was during a baptism. Mm. And this is because you were baptized naked 
to represent that you emerge from the baptism without sin. This was up until the 8th century, and the disappearance of the nude baptism marked the beginning of the sexualization of the body by Christians that had previously been associated with paganism. Huh. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more to cover here, but I feel like this episode is going to be long. So I'm just going to kind of to the 1500s. Nice. Yeah. I bet you didn't know you were going to get like a legit history lesson. No, on I'm nudes. so this is so good. I'm, yeah. And I honestly, can't. I feel like I could take it and do modern day nudity, which I do touch on. But I feel like we could do a whole episode yeah. of modern day nudity as well. So follow up. <laughs> we'll see. The meaning of nudity in Europe continued to change throughout the 1500s when the reports of naked inhabitants in the Americas and the African slaves brought to Italy by the Portuguese happened. Both slavery and colonialism were the beginning of modern association with public nakedness as savagery. Yeah. Yeah. It's shitty. Slavery and colonialism fucked up a lot of shit. Yeah. So during this time, there was a pretty big difference in the world between communities that had come in contact with Western cultures versus those that had been in more isolated regions. Got it. So yeah. the Western cultures coming in, being like, we're all clothed and shit. And then there's like the other half of the world that hasn't come in contact with them yet. So it's Got like, it. there's a big separation. You know how it goes. In 1868, Japan opened its country to European visitors, which made their previously normal states of undress and their custom of mixed bathing an issue for the leaders of Japan. They were worried about their reputation and they didn't want Europeans to be weirded out by it. So there was a law that established fines for those who violated this ban, although they were often ignored. The law had the effect of sexualizing the naked body in situations that had previously not been erotic. Mm. So by making things like outlawed, it, right. it made it right less normal, Sex- which it made, made it, it sexy, which made it sexualized. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. I, you, I kind of get it. Though. I, oh, I get it. It's just like three seconds ago you were in the public bath with Cindy and Joseph, and then. All of a sudden, you're mm-hmm. like, now I see you only with clothes on, and now I want to see you without clothes right. on. Right. In Germany, between 1910 and 1935, nudist attitudes towards the body were expressed in sports and in the arts. In the 1910s, a number of solo female dancers performed in the nude as well. You go, girls. Um, yas. And with the rise of Nazism in the 1930s, the nudism movement split ideologically into three groups. The bourgeoisie, the socialist, and the fascist. The bourgeoisie were not ideological, while the socialists adopted views of Adolf Koch, seeing education and health programs that included nudity as part of improving the lives of the working class. And then there was the Nazi fascist party. And while not unanimous in their support, they did use nudity to extol the Aryan race as part of the standard of beauty, Mm. which shitty again. Mm hmm. So for much of the 20th century, male nudity in the United States and other Western countries was considered the norm in gender segregated activities. So this included like summer camps, swimming pools, communal showers. In 1926, the official guidelines required male nudity because of hygiene. It said that it was more hygienic for some reason. And that remained until 1962, but continued to be observed until the 1970s by the YMCA and schools with gender-segregated classes. So, I'm so sorry. I might have missed something. Being nude is more hygienic? Yes. Hygiene was given as a reason to require male nudity in swimming pools, which I don't really understand. I think the point is that it's weird that that was the requirement. Yeah. (laughs) Or that that was like 
the statement and i didn't want to look into that no anymore, so i just didn't yeah <laughs> when title IX implemented equality in education in 1972 the nude swimming pool rule went away because they allowed mixed gender right usage in the 21st century the practice of nude swimming was largely forgotten and even denied to have existed at all denied yeah you can't rewrite history guys sorry no we can't do that and then we called it skinny dipping skinny the rest was history and then in the 1960s hippies and other participants of the counterculture movement embraced nudity as part of their daily routine to emphasize their rejection of anything artificial you right on yeah man free love peace brother and sister communal nudity is seen throughout many festivals in the past such as woodstock edinburgh and nambasa and also today in burning man yep communes also practice nudism um, but they also practice naturism and naturism oh yeah is a lifestyle of non-sexual social nudity and the cultural movement which advocates for and defends that lifestyle so while these two terms are interchangeable essentially nudism emphasizes the practice of nudity whereas naturism highlights an attitude favoring harmony with nature and respect for the environment which incorporates nudity cool dude totally yeah i'm gonna give you some current day in generals let's hear in it. summary of current day so norms related to nudity are associated with norms regarding personal freedom human sexuality and gender roles and this varies widely across our societies today. Mm-hmm. As I've said before, two views have influenced different countries' view on nudity. First one being the ancient Greeks who saw the naked body as very positive, And then the Abrahamic religions who saw naked as shameful and negative, which I found this interesting. The fundamental teachings of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam in some areas... It pro- well, it prohibits public nudity and sometimes also private nudity. Yeah. And so I'm like, do you have to shower with clothes on? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I question. I, again, didn't look into it because I really don't want my browser right. history to be like, why don't people remove their clothes when they shower? <laughs> like, I just was not ready for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's so very strange. Weird. Yeah. It's very strange. It's your body. It's your body. It's you. Yeah. Like, I would love to understand more about it. And also, I want to know the technicalities. Like, all I can think about is, like, what about when I have to take a shower? But what about when I have to change from one clothes to the other? Do I have right. to, like, what, 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 like my mind exactly. just is, like, freaking out from anxiety. So I want to know more. Exactly. As soon as those clothes go off, party time. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> In Africa, there is a sharp contrast between the attitude of nudity in Islamic countries and then the attitude of nudity in sub-Saharan countries that really never abandoned that practice yeah. or are reasserting pre-colonial norms. Right. Yeah. Cool. So in most European countries today, nudity is not explicitly forbidden. Whether it is tolerated on beaches that are not marked as official nudist beaches vary greatly. The only country with substantially different laws is Denmark, where beach nudity is explicitly allowed on all beaches. Hell yeah. Except for two random ones in the far west of the country, which I don't know why. (laughs) And I'm not going to ask any more questions. (laughs) (laughs) In Asia, the norms regarding public nudity are still in keeping with the cultural values of social propriety and human dignity, so that rather than being perceived as immoral or shameful, nakedness is perceived as a breach of etiquette or even embarrassment. 
Mm-hmm. There's a m- massive range of views across the world about nudity, but generally, and I mean very generally speaking here, indigenous peoples around the world have held on to some or most of their nakedness. If they have leaned into any of the Western cultural ideals, still some practice it either full or partial nudity in religious rituals and cultural ceremonies. Now let's talk gender. Hello. Hi. You thought we were in Roman times. You thought we were doing geography. Now we're talking about social shit. We're all over the map. We're all over the map. Literally and figuratively. Oh, yeah. So in patriarchal societies, a.k.a. most of the world, Mm -hmm. norms regarding proper attire and behavior are more strict for women than they are for men. And the Wait, judge- are you serious? Wait, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, no way. I'm so shocked right now. Oh my now. gosh, I'm so much. I'm learning so much right now. <sighs> I mean, I actually am, but yeah. Yeah, anyway. but not from this. <laughs> yes. We can, anyways. And the judgments for violation of these norms are way more severe for women. Mm-hmm. In Western cultures, shame can result from not living up to the ideals of society with regard to physical appearance. In much of the world, the modesty of women is not a matter of social custom, but of the legal definition of indecent exposure. In the United States, the exposure of female nipples is a criminal offense in many states and not usually allowed in public. But you still want to get the Playboy magazine. Do you see the (laughs) issue here? Yeah, it's just a little bit extra meat. Extra meat. (laughs) That's all. Um, The top freedom movement in the United States promotes the equal rights for women to be naked above the waist in public on the same basis that would apply to men in the same circumstances. The law in New York State was challenged in 1986 when nine women who exposed their breasts in a public park, which led to nine years of litigation. Oh, wow. And rather than overturning the law on the basis of equal protection, which is what the women wanted, they basically just lifted their charges. Oh, while the decision gave women more freedom to be top free, a.k.a. while sunbathing, it's basically mm-hmm. the only time, it did not give them equality to men. No, duh. Oh, my gosh. Spoiler alert. You're not equal to men still. Right. Wait, hold on a second. It even It's so weird. Even if like on Instagram, like I follow some um, people on Instagram who are trans men mm-hmm. and like they couldn't even when they were like transitioning and you know they couldn't post a shirtless pic but as soon as they got top like otherwise it would have gotten taken down yeah by instagram but as soon as they would get top surgery then they could it's literally so the fucked dumbest up thing ever. because instagram would flag it yeah yeah it's so weird yeah. everything's weird yeah everything's weird are we in the same crazy universe? Everything's a little <laughs> weird here. Yeah. So now we went to free the nipple. Now we're talking breastfeeding. Boom. Breastfeeding in public is forbidden in some jurisdictions, not regulated in others, and protected as a legal right in public and in the workspace in others. It's it ranges state. all over the board. This is in the United States, I yeah. should mention. So... Where public breastfeeding is unregulated or legal, mothers may still be reluctant to do so because other people may object. The issue of breastfeeding is a part of the sexualization of the breast in many cultures and the perception of threat in what others perceive as non-sexual. Right. So you know what I think? I think dudes are just mad because our nipples can do stuff like feed babies (sighs) and shit. Yeah, for real. They're just like, wow, we just got these two boring (laughs) penny-sized... weird pieces of flesh on here but women can do shit with theirs 
Sorry. Know, there's more meat, as I said. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Baby's got to eat, okay? Yeah. Come on. It's proven that being nude promotes body positivity. Hell Yay. yeah. Um, Woman great till I gotta be. Well, actually, wait. Wrong Lizzo song for body posy. Oh, what's body posy? Because I'm my own soulmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. It is shown that being nude can have positive psychological benefits, including greater life satisfaction, more positive body image, and higher self-esteem. Interesting. And social nudity leads to body acceptance in spite of differences in age, body shape, fitness, and health. Cool. Studies indicate not only does social nudity promote a positive body image, but that nudity-based interventions are helpful for those with negative body image. Aww. And I immediately went to, like, the intervention poster and everybody's <laughs> naked. <laughs> like, how mad would you be if your mom was like, intervention! Yeah, I would just turn around Obvi- and leave. Obviously, that's not what happened. Right. <laughs> but it that's, that's where, where my mind that's went. That's where your brain went there. Yeah. That's where my came-in mind went. So private nudity. Individuals vary regarding how comfortable they are being nude in private. So in 2004, a U.S. study showed that 31% of men reported sleeping naked, while only 14% of women reported sleeping naked. This was in 2004. But in 2014, a survey in the U.K. said that 42% of people responded that they felt comfortable naked, and 50% responded that they did not. Only 22% said they walked around the house naked, 29% said they slept in the nude, and 27% had gone swimming nude. In a study done today in the U.S., 58% of people reported that they slept in the nude. And broken down by generation, 65% of millennials sleep in the nude, hmm. while 39% of the boomers sleep nude. Huh. That's a lot. Well, let's wrap it up with some surprise nudity and some little oh, fun no. little language Sur- time. Surprise nudity. So the brief and sudden exposure of body parts, normally hidden from public view, has long been a tradition, taking several forms. Oh, no. (laughs) Flashing refers to the brief public exposure of the genitals or female breasts. For instance, at Mardi Gras in New Orleans, flashing, an activity that would usually be prohibited at any other time or place, has become a ritual of long-standing celebration of the carnival. Yep. While many celebrations of the carnival worldwide include minimal costumes, the extent of nudity in the French Quarter is due to the long history being the red light district. The ritual disrobing is done in the context of a performance which earns a payment, even though it is just symbolic with glass beads. When you were a child, did your innocence ever get shattered once you realized what Mardi Gras beads like actually meant? Because it Uh, happened for me and I was like, what? Carly, (laughs) I found out what Mardi Gras beads meant at like 25 years old. Oh. So no. (laughs) (laughs) So no. I'm very sorry. How old were you? Oh, I don't know, but it was... Did your mom tell you? I think it was something to do with they had some because of their band or something. And then like, a family friend of ours was there. Oh, and then I'm later joking. on, I was like, they made it... The family friend like made a joke and later on, I was like, what did that mean? And my mom had to tell me. Oh, so gosh. I like I like figured I was a smart kid. I was I was always hearing stuff that adults said to each other that they thought I wouldn't understand. And then two hours later, when my mom would tuck me into then, bed, I would be like, "Mom, what does this mean?" And then she'd have to tell me. It happened quite a few times. That's funny. Yeah, mooning. Oh. <laughs> mooning refers to the exposure of the buttocks. Yay! <laughs> the buttocks. 
Mooning opponents in sports or in battle as an insult may have a history going back to ancient Rome. Oh, could you imagine ancient Rome ripping down their little freaking togas, <laughs> just mooning your opponent? <laughs> Last, streaking refers to running around nude in a public area. While this activity may have a long history, the term originated in the 1970s as a fad on a college campus, which was initially widespread, but short-lived. My school had, I want to call it a bike club, but it I don't know, but it was like a bicycling. Mm-hmm. And they had a naked mile where you had to ride your bike. Yeah, naked. there's a lot of those. I that That's the thing. I don't want my bits. No, that touching, hurts. Touching those bits. That, okay, like, sitting on a bike seat is painful. But, yeah. like... Yeah. Also, I just feel like I would be so slippery. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, you know what the main issue for me is about nudity? Tell me. The amount of sunscreen I would have to use. (laughs) I don't think there are enough bottles of sunscreen in the world to keep me. I would need a sponsor. I would need a sunscreen sponsor, a lifetime supply. You would need, like, the spray tan booth, but filled with copper tone. Actually, that's been an idea in my mind since the beginning. It's a really good idea, honestly. You should step into, like, a... I need it, too. Yeah, thing and then it goes. It could be a vending machine. Oh my god! Yeah, like a photo booth, but it's yeah. Sunscreen. And you just stand it, and then you know, like close your eyes, don't breathe. I need it honestly as honestly. well. But for real, that's my main issue: the sunscreen. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm down. Whatever, nice. I don't care. Hell yeah! But I just don't want to get my yeah. bits burned. I hear you. My bits hurt. are burning. <laughs> Those bits. Most of the bits have never really seen the sun. Oh so, no. You know. Yeah. Speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh I'm pretty sure my dad listens to this oh, podcast. No. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> the tradition of nude runs became institutionalized on certain campuses, which I found interesting. Yeah. An instance of that is the primal scream at Harvard. Wow. So I'm gonna end on some vocab notes. Never end. This is so entertaining. Honestly, I could do a whole bit because I had to skip. I was like, this is going to be a three-hour episode yeah. if I do not start moving through the time periods a little bit faster. We're going to end on some slang for naked. Let's hear it. Ready? Yes. Got birthday suit. Yep. Naked. <laughs> Scuddy. Ew. I think that's in Scuddy. Scotland, maybe, oh, okay. or something. Bare-assed. In the altogether. Nakey. Blocky. Are you decent? <laughs> yep. <laughs> T and A. It stands for tits and ass. Nice. Ah, natural. In the buff, starkers, wearing only a smile. <laughs> and that is Woo! nudity. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was so fucking good. You were like, I don't know how this one's going to go. Based on how I so started. Good. Like, oh, I can't do this. So good. Oh, my God. Wow. I feel so educated right now. Good. About nudity. That's the whole, that's the whole point. Wow. Yeah. And I honestly, I want to do like a side episode on that, like a lowercase, maybe call it yeah. lowercase <gasps> n. Wait, that's really cute, actually. Yeah. That's a cute name. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Personally, if we want to talk about our personal, I'm not, I don't, I'm not comfortable being naked. That's just me personally. And that probably has a lot to do with, you know, my issues. <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, it's just not comfortable to me for me. Well, if you ever get comfortable, we'll do a nude intervention with you. Mm, just no. kidding. I if, know. That's, so that would literally be your worst nightmare. That being said, though, I would 
go to a nude beach and take off my top because everybody else is doing it like you would you know feel I mean? pressured into doing it maybe i would do it just to get like a nice little tan even tan maybe like that's the only reason you know what i mean okay. but obviously like kind of like what you said when it's not sexualized it's more comfortable it's only weird if you make it exactly weird. it's the same with breastfeeding just like don't look do you right. think about that? it's not like i'm like flashing you I kind of think it's like sweet like but that's just because I think like because I just see like well, yeah, a mom you're feeding your baby exactly yeah yeah it's, I mean there it's was love. also a whole other offshoot about how breastfeeding is amazing for the mental health of the mother and the child and just all this stuff on the importance of breastfeeding it was so interesting wow like that bond is very important yeah well can I ask you a question sure have you ever been skinny dipping Yes, of course. Me too. What do you mean, yes, of course? Has everybody been skinny dipping? I feel like that's just like skinny dipping is like a staple of childhood. Really? Yeah. I didn't do it till I was older. I did it when I was young with like my friends. And when I mean young, I mean like when you're young enough to being naked with a bunch of other younger children. It's not weird. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, Like... like me and my parents, college friends, kids, they would like bathe us together sometimes. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. But like it varies so much. It's really interesting. Like some people are like, no, it's normal. And it's like there is also this whole thing about how being curious and naked as a child is really important. And it's part of just like learning about yourself and yeah. like, d- you know, discovery kind of stuff. Not like in a sexual way. Just no, like being I know like, what you mean. Oh, this is... <laughs> This is my body. This is weird. What the frick is this? Yeah. Well, I hope you learned something. Sorry, it's not triple X. No, that was really good. <laughs> so interesting. Well, let us know how you felt about this yeah, one. Um, let us know. We would love to hear your opinions. Don't, are, you know. don't listen to this episode. I know that it's the end. Don't listen to it in front of your parents or <laughs> your grandma. Don't do a group listening session. Don't. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Although your grandma might remember a time when nude bathing for men was normal true even though we denied it happened erase it from your memory (laughs) i just want to say everybody have a great rest of your day have Um, a good one yes make good choices rate please rate review and subscribe to our podcast please we would greatly appreciate it and we can continue to do this and we just love it so much and we love you so much yes you're the best never forget it never forget uh goodbye Bye. Bye.